Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce Lauren Armstrong. She is a human design expert, and she's going to tell us all the good things about human design. Um, Lauren, do you want to quickly introduce yourself, who you are, what you do? Sure. Hi. So excited to be here, Ms. Brenna. (laughs) expert. Um, So I am a human design expert, like Brenna said. I help really coaches and course creators build their purpose-driven programs without the pressure to do things the way that everyone else is doing them. So um, I really specialize in the online business space and how to actually leverage our unique energetic blueprint or human design into creating businesses and offers that actually feel good and are sustainable instead of just taking programs that tell us how to check the box and do all the things that someone else did that might not actually work for you. So that's my jam. Yes, and it is so fascinating. Um, We're just going to give you like the basic blueprint today of human design, and hopefully Lauren will come back so that we can delve into some more of the layers, (laughs) but there's so much to learn. So let's start first with like a brief overview of kind of what human design is and also how people can find their chart, Um, because I'm sure that's something that We're going to be referring to some specifics of the chart in this episode, so you'll want to kind of have your chart handy, and there are some easy ways to get a free chart that you can look at. Yes. Okay, perfect. So first, how to get your chart before I go into anything, because you're like, you know, gnawing at the bits, just like trying to get your chart. So um, if you go to the easiest site that I found to navigate, and probably because it was the first site I ever found, there are a million, but I love mybodygraph.com. Um, so mybodygraph.com, you just enter, it'll have you like create an account. They never email you, um, even though they, you give your email address. It's so that you can log back in and get your chart and not have to remember what time you were born 87 times every time you want to go look at your chart. Um, but so it's based on your name, date, city, state, place, time of birth. And what human design is, is it is a combination of ancient systems and modern science. And so when I say that, there's a little bit of the I Ching in there from like Chinese I Ching. There's a little bit of the chakra system in there that you'll see. There's a little bit of the Kabbalah tree of life. There's some astrology. There's some quantum physics and mechanics. Like there's all of this stuff within human design, which human design is essentially a tool that teaches us how we're energetically wired to interact with the world around us. There are over 2 billion configurations. So like, there's so much specificity here, which I think is really, really fun. And it's so interesting, like doing like hundreds, if not like thousands of chart readings at this point of just like 
there's so much depth. There's so much specifically like in these charts that like, if I were going to tell like Brenna about herself, I wouldn't be able to just say, use that same exact language and like tell someone else and then be like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, no, there's, there's so much depth here. And so it's really cool because when we get to start living into our design, so we call human design an experiment. So we get to start experimenting with what feels good, what feels natural, what comes with the least amount of resistance. Then we get to live our lives, build our businesses, do the healing, all in alignment with which what is actually correct for us and our unique energetic blueprint. So yes, that is human design. <laughs> in a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> no, it's so, I mean, it's such a huge concept because um, I think it's so, I forget, always forget the guy who channeled human design. Um, Ra Uruhu, which yes. was not his actual name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he like channeled it over like eight days or something like that. And then he refined it after that point. But it's a pretty incredible yeah. system. <laughs> so crazy. Like I even like being studying the system, being an expert in the system, like I went through the International Human Design School and got my like business consultancy certification in order to be able to use this in business, which is like all well and great. And it's in my chart that I like love getting certifications and like learning from the source and all of that. But I like learning it for years, right? And then I recently had a reading from my teacher at the school because I love to get my charts read. Like I've had so many people read my charts, even though I know how to read the chart. It's like, it's just different coming from someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and she told me that I have, she's like, oh, do you have an aversion to touching raw meat? And I was like, that is in my human design chart. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me right now? So I just kind of have to like be okay with being a lifelong student of the system. I will never know it all. I will never learn it all. And as long as I'm excited to like keep playing with it, that's what I'm going to keep doing. Yes. Yes. And it is so exciting to like keep delving into like all of the layers of it. Um, I want to go into like kind of at least what I feel like most people consider the first layer, which is the aura types um, mm -hmm. and the five different ones. And then, um, you know, kind of what what they are generally. <laughs> yeah. Happy to. Um, so when you log in and you get your, gra your body graph um, from no matter what website you do it with, but if you're on my body graph, for example, you're going to see a picture, which is a combination of like shapes and lines and colors. And you're going to be like, what the actual heck am I looking at? Totally normal first reaction, right? So that, don't be discouraged. Go to the info tab, find the info tab. And you're going to see one of five words there um, under type and strategy. So type is going to be either you are a projector, a reflector, a manifester, a generator, or a manifesting generator. So those are the five types that you're going to be able to see in the type or info section. And what this really is, is around your aura type, how your energy works at the very highest level. So we're going to roll up all of those 2 billion configurations up to the highest level. We're going to get type. And it's actually super interesting to, to look at type because type was actually created from similarities in the chart like centers. So there's just like so many layers and it's so much fun to talk about. But at the highest level, there are five types. So you're either a generator, a manifesting generator, a reflector, a projector, or a manifester. And we will go over all of those five types right now. I am a projector for context. Brenna, would you like to share? Yes, I am a manifesting generator. Yes. Amazing. No, Brenna, that makes sense. So 
um, which is so much fun. So, okay, let's just like dive right in. So what does that really look like? So as a projector, projectors are about 20% of the population and projectors, we call them you in business language, the advisors, you're the advisors, the leaders and the guides. So you are really here, not necessarily to do and to like create though you can, if you want to, you're more here to see you're here to be, and you're here to lead other people's energy. You're here to lead and guide energy and be like, what's the most effective way to do this? Or what system do you really love to master to help other people go through or to create? So it's really fun to look at from a projector perspective. Like, what do you love studying? If like, if money were no object, like what would you really love to like pour yourself into and learn and be obsessed with and share excitedly about? And that's really an indicator for you of like your system, what you're here to master, where you're here to lead and guide energy. And it's not about like doing as much or keeping up with those generators and manifesting generators in your life. And I will share why in a bit but yeah. <laughs> uh, as a projector it's really important to have a really like healthy balance between rest and work because you're not here to do 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 you're here to lead to guide and to see mm-hmm. and be yeah so that is our lovely projectors i want to give some examples just because i feel like that's really helpful from us a- do yes yes <laughs> like a, okay but what does that mean in real life so um caveat like any type can be anything Like, I'm not telling you, oh, okay, well, this is like, you have to be a leader and a guide now if you're a projector. Like, you're going to see that you lead and guide in no matter what kind of energy or work that you do. So, like, Barack Obama is a projector. Nelson Mandela is a projector. Um, We have... I'm a projector. Yeah. That's fun. A lot of like coach. Oh my gosh. So many coaches are projectors, right? Because they naturally see and love to lead and guide energy. So they're like, how can I be in this profession all of the time? Right. Like Like be a projector. Krista Williams of the almost 30 podcast is a Mm -hmm. projector. Lacey Phillips Mm -hmm. is a projector. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget, is Jenna Zoe a projector as well? Yes, she is. A Jenna, yeah. She's a projector. Jenna Zoe, like another human design queen. Erin mm-hmm. uh, Claire Jones, another human design queen, also a projector. Uh, Jess Fields, who is amazing at human design. She's also a projector. Projectors love human design because it's a system that like gives us permission to be ourselves, right. which is like, <laughs> a very rare thing in this world. So all the projectors are just like obsessed with human design, which right. is so fun. Um, yeah. So then that is really like our Amanda Bucci is a projector, um, Jen Kennedy in the online space is a projector. There's so many of us out there. Jen Casey is a projector. Um, We're here to lead and guide and we're not here to do all the doing, which I know I've said like three times at this point. So like, what does that actually mean? Like you're here to do the thing that excites you, that lights you up, to share excitedly about that and to wait for the invitation before you lead and guide another. Like your strategy is to wait for the invitation. And a lot of people can get really tripped up on what that really looks like, but we can make it super simple and just do what you're excited about. And the invitations will follow through recognition of your light. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like because i know that that is something that projectors get super like tripped up on um like what are some example like maybe situational examples of like waiting Mm -hmm. for the what waiting for the invitation would look like yep so i I love to give like business examples for this Mm -hmm. because that's like 
what I do. Right. Um, so like, so for example, I'm just even like sharing from a human design perspective, like I was like building a business doing something else. But I was super intrigued by human design and like would study it just for fun because like that was something that I was really interested in. So I'm studying human design and I'm like sharing excitedly with like friends and family about human design. And they're like, well, can you tell me more about that? I'm like, yeah, like go to this website, like learn from this person, like they're amazing. And they're like, no, but I want you to teach me. Like I like the way that you're talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so my whole body was like, like no, I'm doing this other thing. Like, I'm not in the human design space. Like, I'm not going to be a woo-woo person. Like, I'm not sharing about energy. Like, that's not what I want to do. Meanwhile, spending all of my time, energy, and effort, like, studying this stuff because I think it's fascinating. Do you know what I mean? So, like, that's such an example of, like, what the waiting looks like. Mm -hmm. It's, like, waiting, meaning, like, you're spending your time filling yourself up, doing and being and, like, playing with the stuff that really excites you and fascinates you. And it the invitation comes from true recognition where someone's like, no, but I want you to teach me that. Or I love the way you share about this. Or I love the way that you recognize people or like whatever that looks like. It's like true recognition about you, Mm -hmm. the way that your energy is working. And then an invitation to lead and guide someone looks like, no, but I want to learn that from you. Or will you come on my retreat? Or will you, have you ever considered like doing a course about that? Or like, see, it gets to be, this really light and easy thing. And it's what I feel like most projectors get caught up with when it comes to waiting for the invitation is they're being like generators and manifesting generators, which make up 70% of the population who are the creative ones who are here to create and do and like call people into them and all of that. But it's just a different energy, right? So like the waiting for the invitation gets to look different than it looks for your peers and really allowing yourself to really experiment with that makes a huge difference and when there's a projector that's in flow like there's truly nothing that's more beautiful or like awe-inspiring it's so cool to see like I have a cousin who's a projector and one of my friends um is also a projector he has a, a chocolate business and um when they're very lit up about something, it's like the coolest thing. You're just like beaming hearing them. You as a projector doing human design, like I was like, oh, I need to bring her on the podcast when this is um, just like a idea because I was like, she just has this way of like talking about human design that just brings it to life in a way that I haven't experienced in with some other people. So um yes I mean but I know a lot of these things it's easier said than done because there's so much Mm -hmm. programming around um being you know that generator manifesting generator person um we'll get back more into because I want to talk about not self theme in a second but let's go through the other types and then we can go into that yeah (laughs) so since I talked a little bit about generators and manifesting generators let's go there next so um thank you by the way for your recognition of the way that I share human design I'm just obsessed (laughs) with it right like that's you have to be like you don't have to be but like why wouldn't you want to be in business doing the things and talking about the things that you're obsessed with like totally if you're like meh about it the energy doesn't translate right like mm-hmm. this is it's all an energy game um so generators and manifesting generators make up about 70 percent of the population we love you dear generators and manifesting generators you are here to create oh you're like the sun and we need you just like lit up 
and enjoying the hell out of life so that us non-sacral beings, so protectors, reflectors, and manifestors can soak up all your satisfaction and just like amplify it. Because when you guys are lit up, the builders of the world and the express builders is what we call you um, for business terms, builders for generators and express builders for manifesting generators. You're really like bringing the energy to the party. Like you're the one that like is generating all of the energy in the room. So it's really important for you to be lit the F up and doing things that you love to do, not the things that you think you should do, not the things that were in a step-by-step business guide, not the things like, right? It's like really allowing yourself to do what lights you up. I love to use the analogy of a bathtub. It's like when you're on fire and like loving the things that you're doing, your sacral center, which is one of the shapes in the in the human design chart, it's 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 being basically filled up. Like your the water is on, the bathtub is flowing. You have all of this juicy energy to do all of the stuff that you love to do. You wake up with a full tank of gas and you go to bed delightfully exhausted. But the second you do the thing that you think you should do or like you have to do, it's like pulling the drain. We're totally mixing metaphors here, but it's fine. We're pulling the drain off of that bathtub and we're watching all of the energy flow out. So oftentimes for generators and manifesting generators, the number one thing in business that we like want to address is what are you doing because you think you should because it's not about the five minutes that it takes you to do the thing it's about the energy drain so being really clear what lights you up and what drains you is so so important for a generator and your strategy as a generator and a manifesting generator is to wait to respond meaning that it is not a one-player game in this life Like you are playing a two player game with the universe and we're not going to overcomplicate what wait to respond means. We're going to just say, okay, you probably have a million ideas, right? You have these ideas and you get to put them on your virtual shelf, virtual shelf being a notes app on your phone, um, like a sticky note on your wall, like whatever this like idea place to like hold all these brilliant things comes from, right? You have these ideas and then the universe brings you signs like, Hey, Take that idea off the shelf. It's time. It is time. I always think of that like Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is time. Um, So to like bring that idea off the shelf and run with it. So instead of like having a divine download from your mind and you're creating from your mind and you're only doing things like a one player game, it's like, ooh, I have this download in my mind. And now universe, like bring me something to respond to so I can run with it. So it's having those conversations with someone and then being like, hey, I started a podcast. Like I'm looking for people to interview. You're like responding. Like I've I've been wanting to be on on interviews like right like it's like oh okay like I get to take that down off my shelf and run with it you're responding to life you're responding to somebody in the coffee shop who's having a conversation and you're overhearing it and you're like oh but I have a way but like yes and or yes but it's all of those like I'm having a reactionary like body energy response to what something is happening externally to me yeah does that resonate yeah yeah no a lot of it does I think that um it's interesting like being a I mean each of these types like there's some deconditioning work that you have to do around them because um one of the things that um I am blanking on her name now but um her blog is pure generators Rachel Lieberman she's a yeah she's a generator and um she talks about this idea of like 
generators and manifesting generators being in these jobs that they hate and that being Mm -hmm. like one of the issues with like um this world like we're like we have the energy to do things but like we're not doing the right things um Mm -hmm. and I definitely initially when I found out about human design I was like oh, it's so weird that people say that, like, I'm this energy being because I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm constantly, like, dragging and drained. But if I was looking at what I was doing, I was doing a lot of things that I don't love to do or didn't love to do. And, um, you know, I'm sure MGs and generators will resonate with this at some level. It's like there's definitely like it's like pulling the drain out of the bathtub or like walking through mud. It can feel horrible. Um, But if you're lit up by something, it's like, you know, a spark. Like I can, you know, get through it in a night or like go through a, you know, it, it. there's just a fire that gets lit under you or you're like an energizer bunny. Um. Mm-hmm. But the ideas thing is big too. Um, Yeah, that shelf idea I think is big because it doesn't feel good. I've been on the side of like initiating um, out of Mm -hmm. like I should be doing this thing or should be putting myself more out there and just doing something. And um, waiting to respond feels so much better. Um, But having a place to put all of those ideas is important or at least like um because I know especially as an MG you have an idea and you're like oh I have to get started on this now like this is so yeah exactly like what what am I waiting for um and oftentimes the best moment to do something or release something or whatever presents itself and it just happens at exactly the right time. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think that um, yeah, being an MG can be tough sometimes. But it, the grass is always greener, I think, with some of these human design it's types. True. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's like totally just like recognizing like your type specific obstacles. Mm-hmm. Like what are you going to run up against, you know? So like for a manifesting generator, for example, it's like, what makes generators and manifesting generators a little bit different is that the manifesting generators MGs, they love to skip steps. And it's not like they'll like consciously be like, yes, I love to skip steps. That's not really it. It's more of like this desire to like start a project 12 steps deep. It's like, I don't want to have to do all the pre-work that's like quote unquote required for me to like jump into this. I just want to do the part that's really exciting for me. Brenna, I feel like you should share the example of this podcast here. <laughs> yeah. So perfect. Yeah. So um, I record my podcast in a studio um, because <laughs> I was like really nervous about um, – I had wanted to do a podcast for a while and I actually had had like a few people – a few like little pings like people saying – oh, like, listen to this podcast. I could picture you having a podcast like this. Mm -hmm. Or, um, wow, like, you're really great at asking questions um, and, like, sparking conversation. And so those were, like, little hints as to, like, okay, I'm 
this idea I'm like on the right track with this but the um I'm not tech savvy at 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 all like (laughs) I it's in people compliment my website and I'm like like the amount of time it took me to like do that myself like and it's really not even that great but um so I was like the learning curve for me to learn all of this podcast stuff would completely drain my energy. At least that's how it felt. And it felt really scary. And so I ended up finding a podcast studio. Um, I'm in Bakersfield, California now. So it's called um, Powerhouse Podcasting. Um, If you want to check it out, they're great. Um, But it was super helpful because it was like a one-stop shop. Like they um, edit for me and they are able to film and record the episodes and like just like all were so helpful and it allowed me to just come in and record and then leave and not have to do a lot of the other like tech stuff that I was really nervous about um and I kind of felt like a little, I'm so glad that you validated that for me, by the way, because like as being a part of my process, because I think that it's not like typical. Most people would be like, oh, well, you should learn how to do it yourself because that's what would make most sense for like a a business, you know, when you're starting something out. But um, yeah, for me, it has made a huge difference as being like just so much easier and more seamless for me but yeah yeah which is like I mean honestly like that's just like the perfect MG example like and one of the things that you get to look out for is like oh where is my conditioning telling me that I have to do things in a certain way and in a certain order or else it's not valid or it's not like allowed so a generator like where generators and manifesting generators differ a little bit is like a generator would start from like step zero okay well step one of getting a podcast is like I will listen to podcasts on podcasting (laughs) step two I will order a microphone for podcasting step three like you know what I mean like it's very step by step and it's very linear and here as a generator you're here to master something so I love to give the examples of like Oprah Winfrey is a generator like she when you think of interviewers like she is bar none like Oprah's an amazing interviewer right like Albert Einstein is a generator like when you think about all of the things that he did like you think about Albert <laughs> Albert Einstein right and so it's like when you think about the theory of relativity it's like okay well who who are the people that make you think of the thing and like usually they're a generator mm-hmm. it's like someone's here to master a system so another beautiful example is like James Wedmore is in the online space he's a generator he had just launch processes from start to finish like here's step one here's step two here's step three like you can even see it in the way that they teach and the way that they share Catherine Zinkina manifestation babe she's a generator. Like here's step one to manifesting, here's step two to manifesting. Like you go through these modules and like you get at end up with the result. Whereas manifesting generators are like, that podcast example is so perfect. It's like, I don't want to do steps one through six, but step seven is actually the thing that's really exciting for me right now. And I just want to start interviewing people and I want to get in front of people. And like, what can I do to like make it happen right now really quickly where I can skip all these steps and be super freaking efficient. Mm -hmm. Like, that's this, which is so so cool. (laughs) It's like, where's their energy for it? Like at what step is their energy? And to like notice if you're an MG, ooh, where am I forcing myself to do it in a specific way? Because I think that's like what's 
quote unquote necessary or professional. Um, again, quotes around professional. Like, yeah, you get to, it gets to look however you want it to look, and your podcast setup is way more professional than I'm sure a lot of people in the beginning of their <laughs> podcast journeys. You know. I also think it's fun just like for some examples, like um, Rihanna is a manifesting generator, which like, what's up? She's a billionaire. Like (laughs) that works out really well. Right. And like, she used to be known as an artist, as a singer, like as a dancer, like we haven't seen an album from Rihanna in like, I don't know. I want to say it's been like 10 years. Yeah. And she's got like clothing lines. She's got makeup lines sold at Sephora. She has like all of this other stuff going on. Um, manifesting generators are super multi-passionate they're the and people like I do podcasting and I own a business and I do this thing on the side and I weld and like it's just all of the ands and it gets to be an and life for you and you don't have to get rid of stuff because other people think you should have one thing yeah that's something that I've like really been like trying to decondition within myself because I have so many interests and I think like realizing that um, there is a way to potentially like there are people that are multi-hyphenates that like had I mean have amazing careers in multiple different spaces and just Mm -hmm. have kind of flowed where um, their their energy went or where their interests went Um, yeah yeah. Um, okay I want to talk a little bit about the other two types um, manifestors and then reflectors Reflectors. Yeah. Perfect. So manifestors. Manifestors are about eight to nine percent of the population and they are really deeply impactful energies. Um, There used to be a lot more of you guys like the kings and queens and pharaohs. Like that's kind of the energy that we're thinking of when we when we talk about manifestors. You're here to initiate you're here to get things started. You're going to here to get things moving. So the rest of the types are waiting waiting for to respond to the universe, waiting for an invitation, waiting a month to make a decision. Like every other type is waiting, but really for manifestors, you guys are here to initiate. You're here to initiate. You're here to get the ball rolling. And what's so interesting is I often see from a manifestor perspective that there's a lot, there's like kind of a spectrum. Some manifestors are acting like caged manifestors, Mm -hmm. which is more like you're acting more like generators or manifesting generators, which is not a problem if you were a generator or a manifesting generator, but you're not. You're here to get things started, and we really, really need you to start things because everyone else is kind of waiting. Um, so when you're acting like a, a generator or a manifesting generator, it's like you're dimming down this really powerful energy that you have, like trying to fit in, but you're not born to like do that. So like mm-hmm. something feels a little bit off. It's also really interesting because your strategy as a manifester is to, to inform. So tell people what's going on, inform us as much as possible. This is so powerful in business, especially because there's a lot of like generator tactics that don't really work that well for manifestors. Um, But it's like, tell us what you got. Tell us how much it is. Like you don't, like you get to be direct about it. Um, And really when you step into that and you allow that to happen, like, oh, things start happening so much quicker for you. Like getting clear on what it is you serve, how it is you serve telling people about it, how they can help you. Like you make an impact without even like trying to make an impact. So just recognizing that about yourself is, is really a valuable place to start with the, with the manifestor energy and aura. And there's also this element of like your people are meant for you and people that aren't meant for you will kind of 
fade away. So it's almost like palpable when you walk into a room, you can feel people coming towards you or moving away from you. And it's nothing that you did. And it's nothing that you said. Your energy is doing that work for you. It's calling people to you that are here to help you move your thing along, no matter what that thing is, even if it's just eating lunch in a certain space, like it doesn't have to be this big thing that you're informing and initiating which is what I hear from a lot of manifestors. They're kind of intimidated with their energy. They're like, wait, do I have to like change the whole world? And it's like, only if you want to, <laughs> like you don't have to do anything. Um, but just know that you you initiating could even look like being like, hey, is any, everybody I'm ready for lunch? Who's going to lunch with me? Like I, I'm going, I'm, I'm happening. It's me, I'm informing you that this is happening. So like jump on board or don't. It's that kind of energy there. Um, so yeah, and then you, it'll kind of repel the people who aren't for you. They're not going to help you in your journey. So why do they need to be around? And I've kind of see, seen this come up as like a an opportunity for healing, for sure. For From a manifestor perspective, is like instead of recognizing all of the people that are called towards you, we tend to pay a lot more attention to the couple or the few that aren't for you who don't like you for no reason. So like, where is a better use of your energy, creating and initiating the things that excite you and like calling your people to you or chasing those people who don't like you for no reason? And we know the logical answer, but oftentimes we find ourselves spending a lot of energy on the people like, why don't you like me? Right. Yeah. I feel like that's so natural. I don't know a ton of manifestors, but some of the ones that I have met, um, there's, I mean, very strong, powerful energy, but I think that like, it's hard to have an energy that is very, yeah, people, people are here for it or they're not. And Mm -hmm. really it's like the manifestors I've met have beautiful, wonderful things to share. So it's like, who cares if they're not for you? But that's so much easier said than done because we're in the society where being, you know, I feel like being liked is like put on a pedestal and it's just not something we have much control over, you know? Um, But yeah, the deconditioning work around that is big for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that Brene Brown kind of conversation around like when you're trying to fit in, like you don't like belonging. <laughs> it's not really, <laughs> I am totally butchering this, but like when you're trying to fit in, you're essentially not being yourself. And so you're not, you're not actually a part of the tribe <laughs> because right. it's a fake version of you. So when we get to be fully ourselves and really call who's meant for us. And oh, that's way more powerful and so much fun. I also just love to talk about like from a a manifestor perspective, like notice, so we're kind of getting into the not self themes and Mm -hmm. we'll go around and do the rest of them as well. But like for manifestors, your not self theme, like when things aren't necessarily in alignment for you, when you're not following your type as a manifestor to initiate like your strategy to inform and your authority, which there are nine of them. So whichever one that is for you, like when you're not following that, you're going to feel this deep sense of anger mm-hmm. and anger for a manifestor is like sacred. It's like a sacred emotion. Like we're often taught in the society that like, it's not okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you would allow yourself, if you could allow yourself, if you could experiment with what does it feel like when I'm angry? Where is that in my body? Like, can I let that bubble up to the surface? Because that's really your indicator that something's off for you. And so when you're in alignment, you're going to feel this deep sense of peace. And you really only need to check in on three things, like your type, your strategy, and your authority to get you into that peace and out of anger. So anger is just a signpost like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm not informing somebody about my expectations or I'm not initiating. I'm kind of waiting for something to happen. And that makes me really angry because I'm waiting on others. Like there's really three areas to check and you get yourself into alignment. And that's the same for all, all of the types. They all have their not self signpost and their self signpost, which we'll go over all of them, but we're going to do that after we talk about reflectors. Reflectors. Yeah. That is so interesting. That anger piece. Cause um, with breath work, like we see a lot with, emotions in the body and where they Mm -hmm. live and um you know a lot of um breath work facilitators will have people yell during class which now I'm thinking like could be beneficial for some people but maybe less beneficial for others but I think Mm -hmm. that like it's interesting to think about from a manifester perspective of like um you know, allowing that anger to come up and like being like, where does this come from? What's happening for me that this is, that is causing this to come forward for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a signpost. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Let it come. Yeah. So our reflectors, our final type is our reflectors and reflectors are about 1% of the population beautiful, wise reflectors. Um, You're really here to be these wisdom, beautiful beings that see the world really differently. So as far as a makeup of your chart is concerned, it's all open. It all has white centers within the body graph. I know we haven't talked about that much here. If you have questions, please come into my DMs and ask me all the things. I'm happy to go down this rabbit hole with you. Um, But when you have white centers, what it really looks like is you're here to bring in the energy of the outside world and amplify it. So you're really taking in, you're an evaluator. You're seeing the way the world is working. You're seeing the way your community is working. You're seeing the way peer groups are. You're seeing the way that your organization is running. And you have this beautiful evaluative like energy of like, hey, this is working, but I'm seeing some things here that aren't working. And you are just very wise about the way that energy can be working. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, you're a reflection, reflector, reflection of like how a group is doing. So when you're in alignment, it means you're often around really wonderful people in a really great place. Like your people and environment is so impactful for you if you are a reflector. Um, And you're going to feel this deep sense of like surprise and delight. Like, oh, isn't this lovely? It's like such a fun playful like innocent energy like I, I love reflectors like I'm pictured like when I picture a reflector she's outside barefoot like twirling in the grass like that's the <laughs> energy of a reflector it's probably because two of the reflectors I know really embody that energy so <laughs> well, if you're not that way reflector I'd be super interested to hear um but yeah so when you're when you're in alignment it's like the surprise delight like oh, everything is kind of working out like look at look at the world go look at my community go look at my environment go and then when you're out of alignment you're going to feel really disappointed it's like oh this could have worked a different way um you also experience 
the most variation of energy during a month. So you're um, really attuned to the moon cycles and the transits. So when I say transits, it means like what's happening with the planets. You're going to feel the effect of that. You're also going to feel the effect of those that you're around. So really understanding what energies are impacted and how can be beneficial if you're struggling with kind of like, when, when's the energy coming? What can I rely on? What's next? Those kind of conversations. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say like, cause I knew that reflectors were really, um, attuned to the moon cycle, but I hadn't thought about astrological transits and I was like, Oh my God. Like I feel like I don't feel them as strongly, but like definitely like there are times where I'm like, something's happening. Cause like in my chart mm-hmm. or in my transits, like, because I don't know the shit's hitting the fan, but I'd not, I'd never thought of like for a reflector, it must feel amplified to the umpteenth degree. Cause you're feeling that collective energy and like your own, like you're, you're just tapped into the collective. Um, I want to hear some of your examples of who are reflectors. Cause it's such a, you know, rare oh. group of people. Um, yeah. So, um, like the balanced blonde who does like, um, a lifestyle blog, like mm-hmm. she's a reflector. And what's so interesting, it's, it's, there's a couple of different people that I've found out recently that are reflectors, like in that same space, but I'm totally blanking on their names, but it's like, that's the energy though. It's like, I'm seeing the world and I'm giving you a reflection, a synopsis, a blog or a podcast episode or whatever about what I'm seeing happening in the world. Um, which is super cool. I also know a reflector who is a tarot reader. Mm. So like she's not only reading tarot, but like she's soaking up all your energy and reflecting it back to you, right? How cool is that? Um, I know a reflector who is in a job, like in a big life coaching company. um, And she does like HR, like where do, where butts and seats go within that coaching company, which is so beautiful, right? Because she's like, I know where your energy needs to be here because this And this is not a conversation she had consciously going into the job. It's what she loved to do, evaluate who goes where. That is so So, cool. That is so cool. Um, I watched – I mean, I don't know this guy's chart, um, but I just from hearing him speak, I feel like likely he was a reflector. The um, in any case, the documentary is very good, but it's called The Last Shaman. And then um, mm-hmm. I'll link in the show notes too. There's a video with him like after the documentary. Um, but he um, he ends up going, he has like a really um, intense depressive episode after being in college and he is institutionalized and um, that wasn't really working. He wasn't feeling better or getting better. And he ended up going on an ayahuasca journey and working with the shaman and doing a, um, dieta. And, um, I mean, it's a very interesting documentary, but it was interesting because he just expressed like this deep disappointment in like the collective and like where we were in general and just like he said things like, I feel like what's happening to me is like a reflection of like how the world is, which is like a huge reflector thing. Like it was just like really interesting, but like 
for him going into this environment that was like very stripped down, very simple. Um, I mean, he was in like kind of Ivy League um, academia and um, he went to this very small um, village, I think in Peru, um, that was just very simple and just like very family oriented and very community oriented and like um, didn't have the same stressors that we experience, you know, or he was experiencing at least. Um, very interesting, but it was like one of those, I was watching it and I was like, I feel like this is definitely, he's definitely a reflector. And it was, um, you know, sad to see what he was experiencing, but it also was quite interesting to see kind of the transformation and the importance for a reflector of environment and all of those different things. So. Um, I'd recommend oh it, but That's yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, um, I want to say Atara Valentine of to be magnetic is also a reflector. He's one of their coaches. Um, but I hope I'm right. Cause I could not be, but I'm pretty sure that he's a reflector as well. Um, but let's get into not self themes. Yeah. yeah. So we covered, um, cause I go down rabbit holes. So we already covered the manifestor one, which is when you're angry, right? That's your, that's your not self theme. We talked about like what that could be contributed to and how, what you can look at in order to shift into your self theme or your alignment, which is peace. And then we talked a little bit about reflectors for you. It's that disappointment. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, where, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like, what does that look like? What are those expectations? Um, and then we can shift you into surprise and delight. And that's your alignment theme. So then we'll start back from the top. Um, so projectors, when you're in alignment, and and again, like, oh, God, alignment is just such a buzzword. So when, when I say alignment, it's like you're following your type, your strategy, and your authority, and you're feeling this theme, this self-theme, essentially, is what it what it is in human design. So when you're in alignment as a projector, you're going to feel this sense of deep success. And when I say success, to the, the success, this is not a mind success. It is a body-based feeling of success. It's not like, oh, I checked all the check marks on this like box of life and I am successful. It's like, no, what does success feel like in your body and what is what it brings you success? What's the last thing that made you feel successful? And when you're not in alignment or you're feeling that not self-theme, you're out of alignment, it's really going to show up as bitter or what I love to share from like a modern day person who doesn't like go around being like, I'm so bitter. It's like more like, I'm so annoyed. Like annoyed is is really it for projectors. It's also resentful. Um, bitter, annoyed, and resentful can all be kind of put in this not self-theme for projectors. So where in your life are you feeling that way? And we get to look at three different things. The ones our type is a projector. Are we allowing ourselves to slow down and have this beautiful combination of work and rest versus trying to keep up with the generators and manifesting generators who have all of this access to energy? Because if so, we're going to feel super resentful because we're trying to beat them at a game that is not our game. I'm saying our because I'm a projector and I know the struggle deeply. Um, <laughs> but... So that's like one of the things where you can just kind of see as a signpost, like, where am I feeling bitter? Where am I feeling resentful? And where am I feeling like annoyed that I'm giving people advice and they're not listening to me? Well, were you invited? Because that's your strategy is to wait for the invitation. 
mm-hmm. right? So it's really, it's really easy, but it's also really difficult. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there it is. You can really identify it quickly when you're aware. And then it's just a matter of shifting. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that like waiting for the invitation thing, um, because I feel like for projectors, sometimes it's like your whole body wants to be like, I can see exactly what you need to do mm-hmm. to fix this problem that you're having. But I've I can s- help. Yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's interesting because I've seen like projectors expel so much energy for someone that's just like not ready for it. And mm-hmm. then that's where like that resentment piece comes in. Um, yeah. Ours are, the strategy is really there to protect us. It's not like about, oh, I can't do anything unless I'm invited. It's like, no, I have a limited amount of really valuable energy. I have these like bag of pearls and like I'm going to throw them before swine if it's people who actually have no interest in what I'm saying and aren't going to do anything with it. And then I feel super bitter because I just gave you all this freaking amazing advice and you didn't take it. Like, And then you come back to me the next week complaining about the same thing, but you're not actually looking for advice. You're not looking to be led. You're not looking to be guided. So I can just listen. This is hard projectors. You can, you can, it is possible. It is possible to listen without leading and guiding and less invited. And I think it was something that's super helpful, um, especially I've found in my relationship because I'm a projector, my fiance is a generator. It's just really having those conversations of like, are you sharing for guidance or do you, are you sharing just for me to hear you? Just for you, like, complaining is totally okay and normal sometimes, right? Like I don't have to fix and solve anything, everything. And I was like putting myself in this situation where like anytime anyone told me something, I could fix it because that was my little projector body just like wanting to fix everything. And then everyone hated me and wouldn't share anything with me. I was like, oh, (laughs) this makes so much sense. So just really setting the expectations are, am I here to listen or am I here to like solve? Right, right. Um, And then – generators manifesting generators yeah so generators and manifesting generators you're both gonna feel this sense of frustration it's like oh nothing is working out and what's really fun is that manifesting generators might also feel a little bit of anger because you've got that manifester energy or a combination between a manifester and a generator so um anger and frustration for our mgs frustration for our generators and it's like is working. I'm working so hard. I just want to give up. Like this is so difficult. And so where we get to look is our type as a generator and a manifesting generator. Are you doing the things you love that really light you up? Are you doing them because you think you should? And then two, are you following your strategy, which is to wait to respond instead of initiate? So if you're initiating and you're frustrated, it's likely you're using a whole bunch of energy that you don't need to be using because the universe is like, hold on one second. I'm bringing you all of the people and the tools and the roadmap that you need. Like you don't have to do this alone and you're trying to do it alone and you're getting really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so that's the second place. And then are you following your authority? So did you say yes to something um, that was really a no from your body? So our authority goes for every type. Every type has a, a every person has a different authority. Um, and so our authority is essentially our decision-making strategy. And our decision-making strategy tells us what's the correct next step 
for us and they're all body-based. Nobody has a decision-making strategy that says, logic it out, use your brain. Like, <laughs> that's not energy, that's just information. So um, yeah, what's what's correct for you? What's the next right next step for you? And so when we're feeling our not self theme for any of those types, so bitter, annoyed, frustrated, angry, disappointed, we can say, okay, where am I not following my type? Where am I not following my strategy? And where am I not following my body-based decision-making strategy, which is my authority? And one of those three places is the indicator that something's off, that gets to shift, and then we get to go into our alignment, which is success, peace, satisfaction, and surprise and delight. Like, it gets to be really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely want to, I mean, so much of that resonates, especially that, um, anyone that knows me well, um, and has seen me in like, I can definitely resonate that when you're a manifesting generator, frustration definitely can move to anger. Like anyone that's seen me blow up can knows this. It doesn't happen often, but um, yes, that's definitely something that can happen. But um, I think learning about human design is helpful because at least you can you can realize it bubbling up and hopefully past those signposts so that you get into alignment before that blow up happens. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about authority. Um, I know that there, how many authorities are there? You know, like my, I think my first podcast um, episode, like I got interviewed for, I was like, oh, there are nine. And every time I interview, I'm like, oh, there are nine authorities. But I don't, I think there might be seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> so- I can list them all, but like counting is hard. So, um, but yeah, there there are a few of them. So, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you either have um, either sacral authority or emotional authority. Yeah. So that's those are the types you can have as a generator, a manifesting generator. So it does um, cover most of the population. (laughs) Um, So, um, emotional authority is when you are you're generating the feelings of your own emotions within your body and you're riding this emotional wave. So an emotional wave looks like a high, high, like, oh my gosh, this is the best idea ever to a low, low, absolutely not. I'm going to go broke. I'm going to die if I do this. I'm being super dramatic for effect, but like that's really like those, they can be that tumultuous or it could be like on a lesser scale, right? If it's like, oh my gosh, 100% yes. Oh my gosh, 100% no. Like if you are 100% yes or no about something and you have emotional authority, you're not in a calm, clear, clear space. It's not the correct time for you to actually make a decision about something. Mm-hmm. So as an emotional authority, you are designed to make the decision from a calm, clear, emotional, detached space. Like a wave in the ocean, it builds, it crashes, and then there is calm sea. The calm sea is the space where you know what is correct for you and you know what the correct step is, but you're only about 80% sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so much conditioning in the world about like, if it's not a hell yes, or it's a hell no. And it's like, yes, that's true for sacral authority people. It <laughs> <laughs> is not true for emotional authority people. And what's rough is like, because of that conditioning, emotional authority people spend so much of their lives waiting to get to 100%. And then they just don't make a decision and ride the waves of 100, 100, yes, 100, no. 
80%, oh, we got to get to 100, 100, yes, 100. No, you just ride the wave over and over and over again. And then you call yourself indecisive. But that's not true. Right. Or, I mean, I could see someone, like, I know that you've talked about before, like, those, um, I don't know what they're called, but, like, those launches that are just, like, um, like, a fast launch or, like, whatever. Fast action bonuses. Exactly. Yes. And for emotional authority, that's, like, a nightmare. That's, like, impulse, like, I don't know, like, a promise for, like, having guilt for, like, having an impulse buy or, you know, or like playing Russian roulette, like it could be the right decision for you or it could not be, but you have no idea based on, you know, making that decision within an hour or 12 hours or whatever. Right. It's like we love to use the the terminology for within the human design community of, of emotional authority. There's no truth in the now. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting a little piece of the puzzle as time goes on, you're getting more and more. And so you have a full picture and there's calm, clear yes in your body. Um, but yeah, fast action bonuses like don't really allow for that, which is one of the reasons that I don't offer them. It's like my fast action bonus is really a slow bonus. And it's like after three days, <laughs> you, you know, like that's quote unquote fast because like 50% of the population has emotional authority. Yeah. Like, which also I love to talk about it from this angle too. If you're a business owner and you have someone that buys from you and then wants a refund the next day, it's nothing you did. They probably have emotional authority and they weren't clear Mm. if they wanted it or not. It's so interesting because I have sacral authority and I'm someone that Mm. will like buy something. Like I'll be like, I really want to have a session with someone today and I'll like (laughs) look and see if they have like, but it's always like, up to the minute like oh I'm making the decision in the moment but I never thought of that for someone that has emotional authority it would be like you could make that decision and be like uh it doesn't feel right but that's so interesting okay let's get into some of the other ones because I know that okay sacral authority so that is what you have which is so lovely so if you're um, pulling up your chart in another software and you see pure generator or pure manifesting generator that's just what this means that you have sacral authority. Mm. Um, so sacral authority is uh uh-huh or uh uh-uh. it's a hell yes, or it's a hell no. And so what's really cool about sacral authority is when you ask yes or no questions, your body will respond with a yes or no answer. When you give yourself multiple options, like should I do a, B or C, your body can't react to A, B, or C. Like it doesn't know how to respond to you. So it's really, really powerful for sacral authority people to ask yourself yes or no questions, to train the people in your life to ask you yes or no questions. When you're given all these options, you can kind of bring each one down. Is it A? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is it B? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like feel in your body, what does the yes feel like? What does a no feel like? And experiment with that and build that muscle. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Brenna? Because you actually have this authority. I know. It is – I feel like I'm getting slightly better at it. But, like, um, (laughs) it's easy in some ways, but it's hard if you're, like – I feel like I still do second guess a lot Mm -hmm. my – what my sacral is saying. I think the other thing is, like, sometimes you get, like – and I don't know, or it's just like, you can't determine exactly like what, and that's like still a no. 
<laughs> so I'm not yeah, that's, I love to describe that as a, it's a not right now. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Like, okay. But it feels, I don't know why it feels that, cause it seems like it would feel normal. Um, like since we have a large portion of the population that have this authority, but for some reason, like I, it doesn't always feel comfortable. Or I think that like sometimes what your body is saying yes or no to doesn't agree with like what you think is going on. So that's like, there's a cognitive dissonance there of like, oh, my gut is saying not right now, but like my brain is saying yes. And so I have Mm -hmm. to go with the not right now or no, even though I thought it would be a yes. That is like, Yeah. yeah, the thing for me. But um it's it's self-trust it's a such a it's a thing for everyone and it's like what's so interesting is like both of them are self-trust if you really think about it like one is trusting your mind and the other is trusting your body so it's like what do you actually trust Mm -hmm. which is a fun thing to talk about and like especially from like a subconscious mind perspective which god I'm gonna try so hard not to go down this rabbit hole but like (laughs) your conscious mind only makes up four percent yeah 4% of your brains, your conscious mind. So 96% is your energy and your body. So like, where are you going to place your trust in your 4%, which like thinks it knows the answer or, or yeah, the rest of it. No, it's so true. And oftentimes like what your gut is saying is actually what you should be doing. It's interesting because, um, I've seen a few, um, videos of people like who have children that are manifesting generators or generators or have a sacral authority and um they'll ask their kid like yes or no questions like or not um yeah it's like yes or no or sometimes this or that and it's interesting because kids Mm -hmm. they'll have like automatic responses it's not hard at all um or there's some that they're like it's like an I don't know or like maybe they're equal or whatever but in general it's like wrote like I like this yes I like this no I don't like this and it's interesting to see like oh it's conditioning (laughs) (laughs) like you had so much access to that when you were little right exactly and and we can have access to these things again it's just tapping into that and trusting that your gut knows what you want or do not want or knows what the right path is. Um, but yeah. Um, what are some of the other ones? I know there are some like really interesting ones that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, splenic is the next most common. And so you can be splenic or splenic heard it pronounced all sorts of different ways. Um, in human design for business, we call it the instinctive knowing, um, and it's, that's the oldest of the authorities, and it speaks once quietly in the moment. So you can have splenic authority if you are a projector or a manifester. Um, and it could speak like speak once quietly, like you hear it, like through a, like a, you hear a yes or no. Um, it could be body-based like tingles or like just this deep feeling within your body, like, oh yeah, that's a yes for me. Like you, you can feel it instinct, instinctually. What's really important for splenic is to be present, mm-hmm. like in the moment when asking the decision if this is a yes or a no. And splenic people are also really um, 
really beautifully like adaptable and like work in the moment, right? Because it's like on a moment to moment basis, you're making this yes decision or no decision over and over and over again. So leaving some room for spontaneity is super cool and fun for, for splenic people to play with, whether you're a projector or a manifester. So that's the next most common one. Um, presence is so, so important. And then what's another one? So I have self-projected. So I'm a self-projected projector where I speak out the answers to things. So when I hear it come through in my voice, it's like, oh yeah, that's a yes. And what's so interesting here is, and I want to touch on something you were saying earlier, is like when it's, when it's a yes from our bodies, it isn't always a yes in our mind. Like our decision-making strategy, our authority is telling us what's correct for us, what's the best next step. And it might also be the scariest option Mm -hmm. to our mind. It might be the thing that we really hope that our body doesn't say yes to. So it's really important that you like listen for self-projected or like feel for sacral or emotional or splenic, like without an agenda of being like, oh, it's going to be the thing that I think it is. Yeah. I think what's so cool about the self-projected projector like from what I've heard like things will just come out of your mouth that you're like oh that's how I'm feeling yeah like like, okay like it's so interesting um because sometimes I mean I'll even though that's not my authority I'll have moments like that where like you'll just be talking and like the answer will come out of your mouth and you're like huh okay well now I know what (laughs) what should be happening or what I've been feeling or whatever um but it's it's interesting that like that listening piece would be so important for some and talking and knowing that like I should be talking things out and like um you know kind of working things out in that way um I like journal I love to journal and it's what works Mm -hmm. for me but I'm sure a self-projected projector like it could be helpful for you to do a voice note I mean you send voice notes to me all the time but like just do a voice (laughs) note of like for yourself of like this is how I'm feeling this is what's going on whatever I don't know if you do that but Huh. Well, yeah, for me, it's um, it's helpful to have someone else be like listening to it and reflecting back to me. Mm-hmm. So my poor fiance is like, <laughs> has to hear me talk through all of the freaking options all the time. But it's so great. It like helps me get to know, oh, this is what it feels like when it's a yes. This is what it feels like when it's a no. Because like, it's still like a constantly evolving Thanks. skill, right? right? Like, what does that feel like? Um, I even like hired someone in my business to – She's my assistant, but she's also like one of the roles and responsibilities was like, okay, you ha- we have a Voxer account and like I'm going to voice note to you like things I'm feeling and thinking and all I need you to do is reflect back to me which one feels true. Like, I don't care what your opinion is. Love you so much. You're brilliant. And what did I say? Like what actually, like what are you hearing from me? So that's really helpful. Like uh, mental projectors have this too. They're, they have mental projectors either will say inner authority, none or sounding board. Mm -hmm. And theirs is really around like having those same conversations and having it come out of their voice, but hearing what it sounds like between like you and I, and then they would go to another group and have that that same conversation. And so it's like, what stays to be true for them? So interesting. I, um, know someone who's, uh, what is it called? It's a mental or, um, a mental projector? Yeah, mental projector. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to ask them more about that and like how they – because it's so interesting. Some of these authorities that are less common, it's so interesting to like 
here like how does that how do you experience that in the world yeah um, yeah yeah like my one of my really good friends is an ego projector or I mean ego projected but she's a manifester oh, okay so she just literally is like what her heart wants so she's making a decision when it comes out of her mouth. Like, mm-hmm. I want to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you already made your decision. She's like, yeah, I know. I just need to say it out loud. I'm like, okay. <laughs> great. Sounds great. It's going to be amazing. That is, that's amazing. So what is, that one is ego. What is it called? Ego? Ego projected. There's ego projected. There's ego manifested. There's sounding board. There's self projected. There's lunar, which is the reflector. Um, authority, which is waiting a month to gain clear, calm knowing, because you got to wait out all the transits. Oh, to know exactly. Yeah. How, how have you heard, have you heard of like how projectors like allow that to work (laughs) for them? Reflectors. Reflectors. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when I do reflector readings, it's really fun because we get to, like, look at what are the transits like and how do they affect your specific chart. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get a sense. Like, there's um, – I use genetic matrix for, like, advanced software pulling. Um, and so we can look at what does the moon look like with your design and what's activated for you on certain days of the month so you can actually, like, know and be kind of prepared for it. Mm. Like, oh, on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of this month, you're going to have sacral definition or, like, generator-like energy. So if you have a project that you're going to be completing or, like, you're going to sign up to do, like, yoga classes in a studio, like, you're going to host or facilitate, like, those could be really great days for you to do that because you're going to have a lot more energy than normal. Mm. Like, versus on days like this, you're going to have like more projector energy. So like leading and guiding. So like, do you have coaching calls? Like, what could that look like on those days? So it's like really looking at like, what are the threads and what does the month look like and experimenting over and over and over again. Interesting. That is so interesting. It's really fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the projector course that you have going on or just your courses in general that you have going on um yeah yeah. okay thank you for the invitation yes you're welcome (laughs) it's so funny because I joke I say this on like almost every podcast right like it's like I'm not going and being like I have 82 offers and you should get one of them it's like I'm so excited about the work that I'm doing in the world and I get to share and then if you feel called and recognize that, you get to invite me to share more with your people. And like, that is a way of doing business that is very projector and it feels really good and it doesn't feel forced and I'm thrilled to do it. And like, I feel like that's like, if I could share anything for people, like we're all designed to have it be that easy, to have it be that fun, to have it be that fluid. Um, And we don't have to like resist ourselves to do things the way that everyone else does business. Like we get to do it our own way. And I'm freaking passionate about that. So the first <laughs> program I have to answer your question is essentially that. Like, how do you create and sell an offer that is in alignment with your unique human design? It's called Leverage. Brenna is a graduate of said program, <laughs> um, which it's getting lots of updates, which is so much fun because yeah. my assistant and I are working on it and she's a generator. And so she's actually bringing some energy to the project. And I'm so excited. <laughs> um but it's essentially like, how do you fill your purpose-driven program without the pressure to do things the way that everyone else is doing them? It's like, you get to come back to those same tools. You get to notice what's being conditioned. You get to create an offer that feels in alignment, like all of that. 
is within leverage and it's so much fun. So I will give you a link to share if anyone wants to watch my fun oh. free workshop on that. Yes. Um, and we go over all the types and the energies and it's so good. Um, so that's purposewithoutpressure.com. And then I have another program, which is specifically for projectors. And this is so fun. It came from an invitation um, where people were asking me, because I'm a projector, like, are there projector only spaces that like, you know, of? And like was looking and didn't really find any. So I was asked to create one and I reluctantly agreed. And now it's my favorite thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really, really glad. And I'm so glad that you're doing that because I think it's so important. I think that um, having these spaces, because human design is so tailored and specific, like I think that it can be really nice having someone guiding you that is your aura type that like is like, I've been there. I know how that is. It fucking sucks. And this is how to like get into you know a better place with this or these are some tools or um even having like the surrounding support group of like other people in your aura type that so you don't feel alone um and yeah I love that you're doing it for projectors but I want to hear more about like then exactly what it is what it looks like yeah so like that like that's so perfect like the way you described it is it is exactly that it's like okay well as projectors we're about 20 percent of the population and 70% of the population is a generator, a manifesting generator. And so most online courses, most business building programs are created by generators for generators. And so I've been in a lot of those programs and found myself like making myself wrong when things didn't work for me, doing them exactly as it was laid out and like the templates and the plans and all that. It's because it's not designed for me. And so to like really radically give myself permission to do things a different way and to step out of the race that was not mine to begin with and like create from a place of knowing that I'm enough. Mm-hmm. It t- it's like, a, it's just a different path. And so had a lot of people asking me like, okay, what are you doing? And it seems to be really working for you. And like, you're full and you're one-on-one spot. So like, obviously there's like... <laughs> something's working here please tell us how um and so that's really like where the idea was kind of built it's like oh yeah I guess I do have a framework I guess I guess I do have a system I guess right it's like all these business building programs that I've taken and all of this schooling that I've done on how like on human design and how to use it for business it's like oh okay I get to map those two systems together and create this projector process so that's the projector playground and it is a mastermind filled with projectors we have no more than seven um there's lots of energetic reasons for that which I've shared with Brenna (laughs) it's um it's just like a small intimate group of people being like okay we're coming back to being projectors. And when we get like triggered by scrolling on Instagram and seeing all the generators generating this amazing and beautiful content, we get to come back to like, okay, yeah, but that might not work for me or that's not how I'm designed. Or do I actually even enjoy doing that? Or do I want to do that? Right. It's like those conversations around the energy behind the intention around the intentions behind the actions. It's all of that living. Projector style, creating an actually sustainable business that doesn't require us to launch every three months and completely burn out and then have nothing to serve our clients with. Like, that doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Going down a rabbit hole. Stop there. (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, 
I think that like, and there are so many, I think the other thing is just like, you don't have to do it that way. Like there are so many projectors that are, um, are extremely successful in business and like aren't doing it the same way that all of the generators are and manifesting generators are doing things. And, and I think giving licensing to that and also giving kind of a framework of like how that can actually look and work is so beneficial. Um, and yeah, I know that like, I mean, you're amazing and it's so popular, but I'm excited to get to share this. Um, and if you're a projector and this is feeling like an invitation, then definitely yeah. um, join Lauren in this because, um, I mean, she's great. But um, to close, um, I want you to share kind of some places where people can find you. Um, and then also, I always forget to say this at the top, but I think it can be so helpful. We obviously know your human design info, um, but um, astrology, like sun, moon, and rising, if there are any other of the things that you know, um, just so that people can get clear on, you know, what that is. Um, yeah, I just feel like yeah. it's helpful to people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, especially people who know all the astrology things. That's yeah. so fun. Um, <laughs> So one where you can find me is on, I'm on Instagram every single day. I love stories. I'm basically nowhere else <laughs> at Lauren E Armstrong underscore. Um, and then, yeah, so sun, moon rising. So I am an Aquarius sun and moon with a, oh, I'm going to put, I think it's a Scorpio rising. Is that oh, right? Wow. Yeah. I, I like mean, it. yeah. It starts with an F. I don't think it's Sagittarius. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm an Aquarius sun too. So that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And that probably is where we're both five, one profiles. I feel mm -hmm. like, I don't know if a lot of Aquariuses are five ones, but like, um, I don't know that makes sense to me that like type of like intellectual researching energy. <laughs> oh yeah. And I will, fun, fun facts. I also have a stellium in Capricorn. So oh, okay. Yeah. I, there's a lot of Capricorn energy over here. I'm like, ooh, business. Um, <laughs> exactly. I know like nothing about the Enneagram. Um, Me but I've taken it like many times and I'm either a three or a seven, like depending on what day you can. I'm like either all about the fun or like all about the business building. Like, it just depends know. on the day. That's so yeah. I am horrible at those quizzes that you have to like. I, I've taken Myers-Briggs. I haven't taken the Enneagram quiz. I'm not good at them. Like, I don't know why. It's hard for – it's probably I'm not following my sacral authority. It's hard for me to, like, look Ooh, at yeah, all rough. of the options and be like, which one is most me? Um, so I haven't done Enneagram, but I probably should figure out what that is for me. But um, cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah maybe not I don't know now that like well well you said should so that's why I'm like mm, do yeah. you want to find your Enneagram like is that uh-huh or an uh-uh yeah probably not you're probably right I think that um I mean I find I was fascinated in astrology for so long and um 
I mean, human design I've more recently become more interested in because it's just been more in this. I feel like it's um, completely like erupted in the space like more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find those two to be just more like um, accurate and also like digestible um, than like taking a quiz mm-hmm. and, and getting something. But that's just my opinion. Um, I could be wrong. If someone's an Enneagram expert, I'd love to talk to you or Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <Cool. laughs> But Lauren, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad that we were able to go down this human design rabbit hole. Um, And yeah, thank you. And everyone, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube. To keep up with this podcast, please subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at SpiritumMeditation.com.